Welcome in, guys, to the South Lot Football Podcast. Uh, I'm your host today, uh, Adam Sidek, along with uh, Robbie Larson here. We're Whoa. taking the reins for a week. Take over. <laughs> yeah, we're. Uh, it's it's us two this week. Uh, Evan's got a work emergency, so uh, we're taking over. I'm. No, he's got a broken heart from the Bears' loss on Monday. Yeah, yeah. He's that, just got to mend it. That'll cause you to to do some rough things, but <laughs> yeah, no, it was a uh, really bad, uh, really bad Monday night for most people in Chicago. It was just tough to watch. I know a lot of people went to bed angry, but all right, yeah. So we'll get into that game and a couple other games in Week Ten. Um, first, let's start with the news. Um, a lot of QB injuries this week. It seems like only one is going to be bad, um, and that's going to be Drew Brees. Um, he broke ribs on both sides and uh, ended up puncturing his lung. It's uh, pretty nasty. I think he stayed in there for a couple of plays afterwards. It's incredible. Yeah, only seems to be like three-week injury. I'm not even sure he's been placed on the IR yet, um, but he'll be he'll be back for the playoff run for sure. Um, but in the meantime, we got some. Famous Jameis action. Ooh. I'm excited, man. Taking over Nola. Yes. Jameis. It's it, you know what? I, I I'm a believer in him the rest of the, you know, however long he gets starting cuz uh I don't know. I, he he needs to, he needed to change the scene, I think. And you know, behind Drew Brees, Sean Payton, I think he's set up for a pretty good success uh run here for the next 3 weeks or so. Yeah, you know, I'm just glad that they're not having Taysom Hill be the starting quarterback cuz yeah. That that would probably get old really quick with me. Jameis, at least, he makes it fun. He just chucks it and <laughs> it just hopes for the best. Man, like, it doesn't even matter. It's funny because like, the whole team has not been healthy until like sort of now, and then Drew Brees gets hurt, and then it's it's <laughs> Jameis entering in like a, a pretty healthy Saints team, which is, which is going to be fun <laughs> fun to watch for everybody, including defenders. But yeah, all right, and uh, the other two injuries for QBs is Ty Bridgewater hurt his knee. Um, I don't think it's it's not serious, and I don't even know if he's been announced out for this next game, but something to keep an eye on, as well as Matthew Stafford, who tore a ligament in his thumb. Um, I think he's not expected to miss a game. Um, could miss a game. I don't know. This is another one that probably be a game-time call, so keep your eye on that. And then Andrew Whitworth uh, got carted off with a torn uh, MCL. Not good, uh, you know. Longtime Pro Bowler, Pro Bowler, he's gonna he's gonna be uh, missed for that that Rams O line. Yeah, that's gonna be a huge loss for yeah. them. Uh, it, it was sad moment when he was getting carted off too. You know, both sides were just you know they knew it was bad, but I mean MCL is not terrible. It's not a season ender. Um, chance he comes back late in the season for at least even a playoff push for them. Yeah, so, that, he's needed because he's he's the anchor of that line for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He he's one of those veterans that you you want in there. Okay. Uh so we'll go back to our picks from last week. Um we'll start off with uh we'll start off with mine here. Ravens minus 7. So I missed. Yikes. Yikes. That's all I can say there. That was Man, what happened? I, how, did, how did the Patriots <laughs> just That was one of the more surprising. shocking I mean, I know it was rainy, um but I I just did not see that coming. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess weather conditions did play a little bit into it. And, I mean, sometimes the Patriots, uh, just under Belichick, they just know how to game plan, yeah. you know. Jacoby Myers, oh. it's pretty sweet TD throw there. Oh, absolutely. That was awesome. It was. Um, so, yeah, that uh, Ravens was a doe. Uh, your pick, Dolphins minus two and a half. Good. Oh yeah, that was yeah. a that was a great one. I was gotta like, love the Dolphins right now. They're on, they're on the upswing. They're on the upswing, and it seems like Vegas isn't isn't a full believer yet. Which hey, you know they're waiting for, for the us. shoe to drop. But uh, you know I don't think it's gonna happen this week. We'll get into that a little, a little bit later. And then Evans pick Panthers plus six. So I missed. It was looking good yeah, for a while. I was gonna say it was like, looking good. At first, it started off. I'm like, oh no, and then they they, they sort of climb back, climb back into it, and then. That that Rojo ninety eight yarder yeah. that that just tore it open. Rojo man, Rojo, Rojo, oh. guy just keeps on churning. Uh, yeah, and then for our podcast parlay, um, Ravens, Bears money line, and Dolphins. So uh, Bears oh. money. Line. So I missed. I want to hear that one. One anymore. out of two or one out of three. That was uh, yeah, a couple of bad beats there. I thought we had the Bills too. That would have been another one, but um. What a we're, game. We're what a thinking game about that the was. Bills. Yeah. All right. So we're down uh, two units last week. Um, that makes this total four. Uh, but you know, we're gonna be on the upswing here going into the end of the year, guaranteed. Let's see. Let's. <laughs> yeah, that's a lock. <laughs> that's a lock. That's my lock of the week. <laughs> um, let's see. We go to. Okay. Well, before we jump into week eleven preview, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a statement. On behalf of the what I feel is the greatest fan base in NFL, and that's the Chicago Bears uh, fan base. I, I want to wholeheartedly apologize to the Chicago Bears defense. You yes. know they they yes they played their asses off on Monday. You know they've been as good all year. I know the turnovers aren't there, but. They are the best defense in the league, and they're 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 just getting wasted by the worst offense in the league. What they did on Monday night was was atrocious. Shame. <laughs> Shame. What was that? Fourteen yards by the offense yeah, in the second and half. Embarrassing. That's just atrocious. Yeah. And it, it, at some point, I mean, they rotated the quarterback. They rotated the play caller. They're rotating offensive linemen. You know, at some point, the system is broken. It doesn't matter what kind of parts you throw on there. It's 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 just not going to fix then. You know, it, I don't know if it's possible that they can fix it this year. Probably not, but um, I really hope that, you know, this organization takes a really long look at how they operate and make decisions based on that this offseason. All the way through the top. Yeah, all the way not, through Ted I mean, Phillips. Not, not just Nagy, not just uh, Ryan Pace, all the way through Ted Phillips and the, even the McCaskies. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm done with this. This has been the same thing since, what, 2002? When it's the same story every year, you know, defense and special teams carry, you know, just the offense just needs to be average and year after year, quarterback after quarterback, you know, they, they fail to be an average offense. Um, so, you know, he brought in Matt Nagy, an offensive play caller, offensive genius. And, you know, that's the one area of this team that, you know, always needs fixing, always needs change. And it's, you know, you got to feel for Chuck Pagano and the defensive defensive side of the ball because they are an elite championship defense and you know they, they 
they can't win. <laughs> they can't. They can't yeah. score enough points to win. So it's 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 sad. It's got to be. It's got to be infuriating for those guys because you know they're, they're championship caliber player players. They're a championship caliber unit. But so I, mean, I next time I hear offensive guru, I'm gonna just think of Nagy and Tressman. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, we need to go. That's back what to... they were called before they stepped in. Like, oh yeah, this is gonna change the offense so much, and then they just overthink it and. Yeah, I hope they give Chuck Pagano a look because, you know, it's hard to ha- keep a defense playing that hard even when they're, you know, yeah, they're out of a lot of these games. Stay. Yeah, I would have loved him to stay. That unit is not the problem. All right, well, yeah, thanks for enduring that rant slash apology. Um, hey, you don't have to hear it from us anymore, though. Uh, Evan might have something to say next week. We're not <laughs> sure yet. We'll we'll see. Maybe he'll his heart will be fixed by next week. But yeah, we'll see. They did, yeah. All right, well, let's uh let's move on to week 11. We're teams on bye. We got the Bears obviously. They need it. Bills, uh they they probably need it too after they that heartbreaking loss to the Cardinals, um Giants and 49ers. Um so we'll go to the Thursday night game. We have the Arizona Cardinals facing the Seattle Seahawks uh in in Seattle. Um Seahawks are three-point favorites and the over underline is 57 and a half um i'm gonna start off with uh, evan's pick evan picked the cardinals um you want to go yeah yeah I'll, I'll i'll start off with this one and man you don't you don't really see too often the thursday night game being the highest over under in the week and i mean there there's there's probably some good reason to this uh last time these two teams uh played uh, it was it was a high scorer. It was over seventy points, um, which yeah. So you you can see why it's fifty seven and a half. But you know when I was looking at this, it, this one, this one was instantly. I, I I saw something here in this game where instantly made like found my lock right away, and. It actually uh, warranted into a little uh, data dive. So you know, I haven't really gone through a good data dive uh, this <laughs> year. Um, I did a, I guess, a half-ass one about MetLife earlier in the year, but that wasn't really that detailed. You know, everyone you needs know. a good DD every. I, I need something as good as like last year, like going in the London games, or like Jason Garrett thinking too much about turkey and <laughs> being underwhelming in Thanksgiving games. So. Um, I was looking to see how teams did uh, divisional games after um, when the first one of the season was over 70 points, which is a lot. Yeah, no, that's and, a lot. Man, I, I honestly, I've probably gone through only 75% of the game so far, um, but it's pretty safe to say that these games end up being a lot more, a lot lower scoring the second time. Um, looking back to, from 2015, um, from what I've gone through so far, um, whenever a game, the first game between two divisional teams has gone over 70 points, um, the following game does doesn't go doesn't even go over 50 11 out of 12 times. Wow! And that one time that it did, it was between the Falcons and the Saints in 2016. Uh, I guess you could say maybe the Dome plays into it. Um, I mean, you could see a lot of this. I mean, it, it seems to make sense to me. I don't, I don't know about you. Uh, second game, maybe defenses know a little bit of what the other team is showing, or 
I've seen in other cases where it looks like one team just runs away with it and just completely shuts down the other side. Um, and I, I think a cold weather team, especially in Seattle, might um, have a big impact. So, you know, my lock here is going to be the over-under, under 57 and a half. It's a lock! No! So, I, I, I mean, not even just from that, you know, um, these are the Seahawks team offensively. It seems like teams have started to figure out that they could shut down DK Metcalf a little bit and stop that offensive production from rolling. Um, and Chris Carson, he may is he is he confirmed coming back? I th- I think today we find out. I haven't seen anything. I think he's playing. I think he is playing right, which is a huge boost for that offense. But um, you know, Cardinals are up on the upswing, especially from that oh, hell of a hail mary. Man. To de hop, that was <laughs> man. That might be the best like moss catch of all time. Like that that one that was more the, moss than moss. Like that he that one was like the Calvin Johnson one where he had one over three Cowboys, yeah. but it won the game. It was like oh that man. was crazy. That like, was I, yeah. I wasn't even feeling bad about having Bill's money line there. That was just amazing. Shout out to my uh, my uh, future brother in law Rob. He was actually at that game. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they have season tickets out there. but yeah, oh, no, That's was, a fun was... one to be at. Did he stay for the whole thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, man, um, I mean, that was a fun game to watch all together. But, man, I think the Cardinals have a good shot to win this one, and I, I think they could even hand it to the Seahawks in Seattle here. So I'm feeling pretty confident about the Cardinals plus three here. Yeah, no, I, I, I like the Cardinals plus three. I, I don't know if I'll take a money line, but... You know, I just expect what these divisional games with the Seahawks have been really, you know, not just this year, but going back last year. And it's pretty close games, you know, and and Cardinals, they got all the momentum in the world. Um, Probably going to be excited to play on primetime. And, you know, I I just expect this game to be close, probably within a field goal. Uh, Wouldn't surprise me if either team, uh, you know, I'm probably expecting the Seahawks to win, but uh, it wouldn't shock me if the Cardinals won, but. To get the three points, um, I think you got you got to ride with the Cardinals. Yep. All right, so, so we're next, all on the Cardinals. All on the Cardinals. Uh, next up, we got the Eagles versus the Browns. Um, the Browns are three and a half point favorites, and the over underline is forty seven. And this game is in Cleveland. I'll start this one off. Um, the Eagles in a must win game last <laughs> week. <laughs> Now, now they only got a half game lead. I mean, man, I, I, I can't. I don't know what to think of win. these. They're done. These these NFC East teams are, you know, you know. I'm fading them. I'm fading them here too. You know, like I, I don't know what to expect. This Browns offense, you know, gets it done against bad defenses, and they're gonna they're gonna work the Eagles at least on the D line. Um, their D line's gonna eat up. Carson Wentz, uh, you know, he, he's really got to rely on his playmakers to carry him this game. And, you know, Brown's got a pretty good secondary. So I think, you know, with their run attack going full force, um, I, I, I think they beat the Eagles here, and it wouldn't shock me if they blow them out. I, I'm, I'm, I really like the Browns minus three and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I do absolutely love the Browns here too. I wouldn't be surprised if they steamrolled them as well. Um, I, I'm sorry, I lied. Uh, Eagles have a, um, technically a full game lead oh, over the, the Giants, but they have the same amount of wins. Uh, Giants have the better division record, which is that actually make 
come down to yeah. it near the well, end. Both the team and what Cowboys are still a game back. Two right? and yeah, two and seven. The team Giants three Gosh. and seven. Eagles three five and one. That 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 tie might make the difference. Is it best to be first of the worst or you know last of the best? They get one playoff game at least, so yeah, it'll be wild if they open up another playoff spot in each each conference uh, because they're one of these teams is going to be playing somebody way better than them. Yeah, what what did I say about that? That was something along the lines of if they can't play the full 16 or something that they need to shorten it that this is to open up oh really i, I think that's what more i saw with it. Yeah, uh, yeah just to like for teams that were shooting for it to actually mm. squeeze them in yeah, that, um that would make sense but yeah the man this browns team I, I i don't think is gonna have any problem chubb is looking just as good as he was yeah, that one two punch of Chubb and Hunt is just great. And they're better together like than they each oh, each one is separate for sure. That's that's a phenomenal one two punch, especially in a run first offense. Yeah, like Kevin Stefanski's drawing up some really good plays for them. Yep. A lot of power. Um Yeah, they're an underrated good run team. Um, mm-hmm. um Yeah, and yeah. Evan is also on the Browns and uh we're we're gonna we're gonna feature this one a little bit later. Ooh, spoiler. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't really have much more to say about this one. Um, besides, uh, you know, Eagles. You know, started to see a lot of targets going to Jalen Rieger. Yeah. That he he seems like he might be the guy coming up for them. But Fulgham Fulgham has been tailing off a little bit lately. But yeah. But all right. Yeah. So we're all in the Browns there too. Um, next game we got the Atlanta Falcons going up against the New Orleans Saints and Jameis Winston. Uh, Saints are five and a half point favorites, and the over under line is fifty one and a half. Robbie, how you feeling here? Well, we talked about it earlier. Drew Brees is going to be out, so we get some famous Jameis here, and uh, these are two. This becomes two really high offensive teams in, in that fact because J- Jameis, I could see him doing a lot of the same <laughs> things that he did in Tampa and just air it out and cause he turned the ball over with it which is actually kind of why i'm surprised this over under is only at 51 and a half i'd expect it to be way over that i'd expect this one to be the highest over under yeah. of the week to be honest you're so, right on that I, I, that over under line is way too low so i'm i'm i like the over there um i will lean on the saints here again with Jameis. you i, I can't really predict <laughs> how many turnovers he's gonna have? Well, neither can he. I mean, he he's likely to have three touchdowns, three picks, right? That, that's the Jameis standard. And a crab leg, yeah. Yeah, the crab. <laughs> <laughs> three three touchdowns, three picks, three crab legs. Yep. That's the Jameis special. But um, the Saints they they've definitely got more talent um, on both sides of the ball than the Falcons at this point. Calvin Ridley's still nursing that injury. It doesn't sound. Very likely he's coming back this week, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does play. Um, that's definitely a huge loss for the Falcons' offense, but I, I expect this to be a shoot off, shoot shootout all altogether. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know if there's a team in football that's playing better than the Saints the last two weeks. Um, and you know what, Jameis, for all of his you know shortcomings, you put him in a good offense, um, you know, with playmakers and you know decent O line, he's he's gonna he's gonna tear you apart and. 
you know, he's going up against a familiar defense. You know, he's faced mm-hmm. the Falcons, you know, for his whole entire career. This isn't, I mean, it, it's a very familiar settings for Jameis. And, and I think he thrives in this. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if anybody doubts the talent with Jameis, um, but in this situation, he's never had as good of a sports support system as he's had right now. And I, I think, you know, for him, he, he does good in these three games. You know, he makes a lot of money next off season. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, just like does. Teddy Bridgewater did, you know, he, it, it's not like this is, you know, groundbreaking stuff, you know, he, he's, he had to look at what Teddy did and how much money Teddy made. So, you know what, I, I'm, I'm leaning the saints here five and a half and I'm a hit hard and it's going to be my lock of the week. It's a lock. No. I mean, even, even if you don't take Jam- Jameis out of the equation, even if you put Taysom Hill in the court as quarterback, I still think they cover five and a half against this Falcons team. Like, I mean, if Calvin Ridley plays, that makes it a little bit of a difference, but you know, the saints defense has been playing lights out, uh, especially, yeah, have especially really of late, you know, they should have no problem here taking care of a weaker division team. Yeah. It's the only issue with that though, is that, I mean, if the Jameis puts the offense or the, the Atlanta offense in good field position, you know, I mean, there's not much the defense could do about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, for, but we're, we're not all on the saints. Evan, it's actually, uh, siding with the Falcons on this one. Um, ATL. I, it looks like he likes the points with the Falcons. Maybe keep it a close one. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to read his mind, but I can't really do that. <laughs> well, so. Yeah. So me and you both on the saints, uh, Evan is on the Falcons. All right, next up we got the Cincinnati Bengals playing everybody's favorite football team uh, in in Washington. Uh, the team is minus two and uh, minus two, and the over under is forty six and a half. Uh, I'm gonna start this off. When I first saw this line, I was a little shocked. I don't know about if you had the same feeling. I I would think this would be a pick 'em, maybe. I don't know. Two points is. I don't know. I I I see that the, that being a lot for you know a, a Washington football team that you know has two wins on the year. Um, yeah, I just I just look at you know the competition both these te- two teams have played, and you know the Bengals are playing close games against really good teams, and the team is you know getting a win or two here, but you know for the most part they they haven't they haven't been close. You know I know last week they lost a, tar- a heartbreaker, but. Um, and the, the offense did look good last week, but, you know, I just think Joe Burrow, he's due for a breakout game. Um, you know, I, that offense is, you know, I think they're getting to get Joe Mixon back this week. He will help. Um, you know, I say, I, ex- I expect a little bit more out of this Bengals team overall, and especially this offense than, you know, I do for the football team. So yeah, give me the Bengals here and, you know, pick them. I, I, at this point, I, I I'm going to go money line with the Bengals. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm not crazy confident in this game, uh, to be honest. Uh, the, the team has been playing a little better offensively lately. They've got that one-two punch of Gibson and McKissick working pretty well. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, last week they did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and this team can put up points. I And I we've seen the Bengals be able to put up points as well. This over under 46.5, I like the over here. Um, that, that's probably going to be one play for me. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to side with the Bengals. I'm not conf, super confident because I don't know, some, something just 
doesn't feel right about this game. I, I don't know what it is, but, you know, I, I'm going to pick pick the side of the team that's been impressing me more so far this year, and that's the Bengals so far. And Evan is also on board with the Bengals money line. So uh, that's all three of us on the Bengals money line. That's another one that we'll, we'll touch on later. Uh, <clears throat> next, next up we have the Detroit Lions going into Carolina, taking on the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers are minus two, and the over-under line is 48 and a half. Um, I'll start this one off. You know, I this is a tough game for me to call. Um, you know, both teams are sort of sputtering of, as late uh, of late. You know, I know Lions got that got that win at the last second, but uh, I mean, they over the last three weeks or so, they really haven't been too impress- impressive. Um, now with the Matthew Stafford injury. I'm not exactly sure what to expect. You know, I've I've seen him play through a lot of injuries before, and he's been fine. Um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna lean the Lions here. Uh, this is this is probably one I'll stay off of. But um, you know, I I just think they got a little bit more to play for than the Panthers do right now. Panthers offense is you know they've been they've been pretty good all year. That hasn't been the issue. The, the issue has been on the defensive side, and you know Matthew Stafford. Um, you know, I think. Kenny Galladay is going to be back this week. Um, they should have no problem torching up this defense. Um, and, you know, Road Stafford is, is, isn't the same as uh, when he's up there in Detroit. But, yeah, I'm, I'm still leaning the Lions here in a close game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the other side on this one. I, I like the Panthers, how they've been playing in general. Um, I know both these teams have kind of been struggling of late, but... This, the thumb injury to me for uh, Stafford seems a uh, seems like it could cause some issues. It is with his throwing hand, right? Yeah, he's he's had this injury before yeah. too, like maybe three or four years ago in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I, I mean, with his age, I I'm not so sh- confident in his. I I know he's a, he's a gamer. He's going to try to play through it for sure. But I I'm not super confident in his ability. <laughs> to be able to go through it and I mean you got an ailing Teddy Bridgewater with his knee too I, I think I'm gonna side with Brid- Bridgewater here um in that pa- Panthers offense uh, no Christian McCaffrey free for another week um he's already been ruled out so we're gonna so Mike Davis uh, a little underwhelming game this past week but he should be able to step it up against this very bad Lions run D so uh I I like the Panthers to be able to cover two at home here and Evan is on the Lions, although he does not uh, feel great about that pick. Okay, next up we got the Pittsburgh Steelers going into Jacksonville, taking on the Jaguars. Um, the Jaguars are getting 10 points at home, and the over-under line here is 47. And a, 47. Uh, Robbie, how are you feeling this one? I feel like you, you might be leaning Jags. I'm... Leaning Jags. I mean, they're they're impressive against the pack last week. Uh, I know uh, a lot of us were on the pack, but I mean that that was a huge line last weekend. So uh, that, that's a tough one to cover as it is. And you know the Jaguars at home. I I, th- I think that's going to give them a little bit of advantage. Steelers. It just seems like they haven't haven't completely been able to blow out teams that they should sometimes they just um they take it maybe a little too easy and 
they might under, underestimate this Jags team. Um, I was actually kind of surprised that Evan is, is not on mm-hmm. the Jaguars here. He's our resident uh, Jaguars expert. So uh, I might be off about a little something here. But, you know, I, Jaguars, they, they still could hang in there um, as bad as a team they are. Um, on paper, this doesn't look good for them. This definitely looks better for the Steelers to be able to blow them out. But, you know, James Robinson's been great. Um, yeah, it's a tough run, D against this Pittsburgh team, but Big Ben's also not quite the same away from home. So I, I'm going to take Jaguars to cover the points here. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I remember bringing it up two weeks ago after the the Cowboys game. Mike Tomlin has a really bad record on the road as heavy favorites um, against covering the spread. He, he, he yeah. never does it. Um. <laughs> But I'm going Steelers here, going against the grain. Um, He's got you know, you, you got to. Right? I was gonna say you got to. You got to think about the revenge factor here. The, you know, last time this team was in the playoffs. Oh yeah. This Jags team went into Pittsburgh and beat them. Um, you know, I I don't know. I, mean, I know a lot of that defense is still around. I know Big Ben is, but um, you know, I that was with Blake Bortles too, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they put up a lot of points on them. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but you know, I I just think overall. You know, if you can, it, Packers defense isn't as good as the Steelers defense. You know, I don't think they're going to let up big plays to DJ Chark. Um, at least it's not it, not as frequent as the, uh, the Packers did. I just, I just don't see. I know James Robinson's been really good, but I just don't see a path of offense on for the Jags to you know keep up with the firepower on the other side. Um, you know, I, I could see it. I could see it being a complete dud game for the Steelers, but. Um, you know, this is also a team that's what nine and zero at this point, um, going for ten and zero. They they certainly got a lot to play for, and you know, they're a cl- they're so far ahead of the Jags in terms of talent wise. They're gonna I I just think they're gonna cover this line regardless of the trends or being on the road. But uh, that's just me. Um, I guess to, to your point um, about the the Packers last week, they they were without Jair Alexander and. Uh, Kevin King too, um, which were made a huge, difference. Huge, made a difference. Huge for the secondary right there, uh, which would make the Jags be able to hang it in there with them. But um, so yeah, I, I absolutely see your point there. This is I don't think this is a game any of us is really confident in. But yeah, um, and Evan is on the Steelers, um, so that's uh, me and Evan on the Steelers, and Robbie's taking the Jags. All right, next up, we got the Tennessee Titans um, going into Baltimore, play the the Ravens, um, who, you know. We, we just know. saw last week or this Sunday night that um, they were unimpressive against the Patriots, and Titans, they, they seem to be hang, they seem to hang around in general in just about any game that they played so yeah. far this year. Um, so getting six and a half for the Titans is a Seems like a lot of points. Um, I'm gonna side with the Titans because of that. Uh, I th- I think you, if the Ravens blew out the Patriots, you might have seen a little more points on the Ravens side. Um, but you you might be getting more value. I I I could see the Ravens winning by a touchdown though. Um, so this this is not a game I'm really confident in. I mean, looking at it, the Ravens should. 
beat the Titans in both phases of the game. Uh, that's what I'm seeing right here. I, I'm not expecting the Titans to win, but just the way that they play, I, I expect them to hang with it. I'm changing. Switch? <laughs> oh, crap. No, I mean, I, I originally was on the Ravens. I went to the Titans. Then I remembered the Titans on Thursday night. It looked pretty bad, and that Colts offense, it, I mean, I know they don't have Lamar at QB, but they're a run-first offense, and, you know, they they were they were able to run at will in that second half. They sort of wore them out. Um, I, I think that's, you know, the Ravens got to be looking at that, that and that, that's got to be their path to success. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to lean the Ravens here, um, you know, minus six and a half. It's hard for me to pick them after that just let down last week, but um, you know this is another team that's probably got a little bit of revenge factor after getting knocked out of the playoffs at home last year by the Titans. So. Yep, that's true. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this is absolutely uh, Ravens kind of uh, get it right revenge game. You know? Yeah, so. I mean, and to be honest, it's not just the Ravens in this matchup that are sputtering. Uh, you know, the Titans really Titans haven't looked good for too, four yeah. weeks. Um, you know, they I just don't see this being a bounce back offense or or bounce back game for this offense against the Ravens defense. Um, but then again, would have said that last week <laughs> with the uh, the Patriots. But um, yeah, but I'm I'm reading I'm leaning the Ravens here. Um, Evan is on the Titans. Yeah, what the Titans? Their like last their only win in the last couple of weeks was against the Bears, and we know how like, well, bad that team is. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah. So Evan Robbie. On the Titans, I'm on the Ravens. Next up, we got. got me speak of about them. flipping, though. <laughs> you want to flip? Don't, I don't know. Remem- I can't leave. Remember, Evan, I can't Titans. leave Evan out to dry. I'm going to stick yeah. with it. Okay. Um, so next up, we got the Patriots going up against the Texans in Houston. The line is Texans are, are getting two and a half points at home, and the over under line is forty eight and a half. Um, I'll start this one off. Uh, I'm gonna take the Patriots. Um, you know, I I I think I cut this team out a little bit too early. Um, and maybe they maybe they found something in that comeback against the Jets. That fourth quarter comeback seemed you know you know they're, they're right back in it. You know, and you know a win here in a game where you know it's it's a winnable game. I I I just think Bill Belichick that they. They capitalize, take advantage, get a get a win here. Um, you know, I Texans. You know, they they did not look good last week. Um, man, I don't know. This this is a, this is probably one I'll stay off. But uh, I mean, you know, just special teams, trick plays. It seems like one of these two teams is coached well, coached, and it's definitely the Patriots, and it's not the Texans. It's it's. You know, it's hard for it's it's hard watching this Texan team because it's it's just Deshaun, you know, playing point guard and no one else really helping him. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm leaning the Pats here. What do you think, Robbie? I'm I'm actually really like the Texans this week. Um, definitely with the points, uh, maybe money line. Uh, I, I'm considering it, but um, I mean I. I, I think this Texans team, I, I don't think you could really uh, take too much into account of what happened this last week, and that was a crazy high win game. Um, what, like upwards of like 50 mile per hour winds or yeah. something. You could just see like none 
neither side of the ball could really get anything moving. And I, I wasn't really surprised that the Browns were able to, with their run game, be able to take control of that game where the Texans run game isn't that great, especially now that Duke Johnson's the main guy. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's definitely a step down from David Johnson, in my opinion. But um, I, I think this is a big bounce back game for the Texans against the Patriots. Uh, we'll see if the Patriots can bring that momentum in, but I'm not convinced after just one game in New England where, you know, for, from my opinion, I, th- I think they just surprised the Ravens there. Um, I think that was a game where the Ravens underestimated the Patriots and they were able to take advantage of it, mm-hmm. especially with the weather. So um, I really like the Texans here. Um, I, um, I, I think they're going to be able to cover it no problem, and I, I think they've got a very good shot of winning this game. Well, Evan is with you. He's also on the Texans. Um, so, yep, I'm on the Pats, and uh, those two are on the Texans. All right, next up, we got the Miami Dolphins going into Mile High to take on the Broncos. Uh, Broncos are getting three and a half points, and the over-under line is 45 and a half. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll start on this one. Uh, got two takes. Two takes. Um, <laughs> two packs, uh, two takes. Uh, first one, I, I love the Dolphins here. Um, they, you know, I, I don't think I'm alone, but... You know, we've we've sort of been riding this team for about I don't know four or five weeks, and it I, I keep on expecting Vegas to give them a little bit more credit. And you know, from just looking at these lines, it seems like they're waiting for the shoe to fall on this team, and it and it just hasn't yet. Um, you know, Brian Flores, man, he's it's got to be one of the top leading candidates for Coach of the Year. Um, not just for you know turning around the team, but you know, it's easy to forget now they had a quarterback change you know and and the whole team sort of responded you know they were doing good before and then now they're they're taking off and you know they are clearly a contender in this AFC and um it but it it still shocks me that Vegas doesn't seem to be catching up to that um so to be able to get have them be you know three and a half point favorites against a Broncos team that you know is underwhelmed Drew Locke continues to you know, throw really bad interceptions, turnover prone. Um, the defense is not taking the ball away. Um, you know, they're they're in a turnover deficit in almost every game, and this Dolphins defense is they fly to the ball. They great with turnovers. I just think this is a recipe for a huge Dolphins win here, and you know, just propel them going forward this year. And I, you know, this is a playoff team. I doesn't seem like a lot of people. Are, are thinking it? I don't, I don't know. I, I'm sort of at a loss with the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, they're a 6-3 team. They're yeah. playoff and they're, bound, they're, they're, they're beating teams. Like, they're not just, you know, skating not by them. Not just beating yeah. up on the Jets. Yeah. But, so. yeah, they're actually playing really well. That de- secondary is looking really good. Let me get to the other point real quick. Uh, okay, I like go, the over here. 45. 45 and a half. I like the over. Um, Drew Locke is just so he, – he's a Jameis Winston light, you know. He, he 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 can put up yards, put up points, but he'll give away the ball a couple of times and in a couple of bad spots that'll put the team behind the eight ball. So yeah, I like the over here. I think it's a little bit too low. You you know Drew Locks is sort of starting to um, give me a Blake Bortle vibes from a couple of years ago, like on Jacksonville, where he'd get all of his yardage <laughs> and his scoring oh, just in garbage quarter, yeah. fourth quarter garbage time. <laughs> so I mean I. I honestly would expect the Dolphins to come out ahead early. Um, I, I, I 
don't know why I'm just checking early weather reports now of everything, um, but some notable. This this game, it looks like possibly foggy. Okay. I don't know how that really affects too much. Um, oh, come on. In Mile High, it's not foggy. You sure that's not the the population there? Just <laughs> <laughs> the Mile High? Yeah. yeah it, Is that what you're, you're thinking of? No. <laughs> um. I, I yeah I I'm right there with you. Um, actually, while I'm on this weather thing, a couple other games I know: Philly, at Cleveland, possibly some showers are early. That's still a little early on Wednesday, but uh, tomorrow Seattle and Arizona are supposed to be drizzling the whole time. Time so, uh, yeah, under. slam that under under please. And you know, honest, you know, take the alternate line, take under fifty, go for it. Gotta love that. I I love that too. I love that. Um, Back to this fog potential fog game. Um, yeah, this this Dolphins team has just still been completely undervalued. I don't know if it's just the name Miami Dolphins that get people scared off, but this is just a completely different team than what it was last year. Elite secondary. The only Elite team this secondary. year just stop. Xavier uh, Howard is being amazing right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I expect the Broncos offense to have a lot of trouble up until the fourth quarter when Locke just slings it and yeah. tries to claw back. Um, but I, I'm with you. I love the Dolphins minus three and a half here. Yeah. And, and Evan is also in on the Dolphins. We all, all three of us, we, we love the Dolphins here. We're, we're swimming with Dolphins. We here. are swimming. <laughs> okay. Next, next up, we have the New York Jets, New York football Jets against the Almost said San Diego, the L.A. Chargers. Uh, Chargers getting eight and a half points at home. Uh, Over-under line is 47. Uh, yeah, I'll start this one off. I almost made it my lock, and then I remembered that the Chargers are the Chargers, and Anthony Lynn's still the coach, and but uh, pulled it off. But, yeah, I like the Chargers here. I know it's a lot of points, um, but, you know, this is a team that, they're better than what their record shows. It's it's hard to, it's hard to you know watch this team consistently and then you know just watch a team play well and just not end up with the win. Um, you know, and they've played pretty good competition. Um, Herbert, like I said, the only team that really put a stop to him was last week in Miami. But um, you know, this Jets defense, you know, they're good against the run, but they'll they'll, they'll give up the pass yards for sure. Um, I just think that this Chargers team finally capitalizes against a team that they can beat, and they they, they sort of take out their frustration. But um, you know, this is yeah, this is this probably want to I don't know. I'll probably stay off of this Jets team. Yeah, this is this is an interesting matchup for sure. It's the Chargers who can't seem to blow anybody out or hold a lead whatsoever, versus the Jets who uh, can't seem to cover spread for the life of them. So. I'm going to side with the Jets here. Uh, I don't feel great about this one, but I, I think this might be the one chance that the Jets can be competitive in a game all year with how the Chargers are lately. Um, well, Chargers have kind of been all season, but I, I do think the Chargers will win this one out, but I, th- I think the Jets will keep it within a touchdown at least. So um, it's not a game I really want to, focus on too much <laughs> yeah uh, we'll finish it up here and then the J- evans on the jets but he does not feel great about it i don't think anybody on the jets does but <laughs> all right next up 
Um, a little bit better of a game here. We got the Green Bay Packers going into Indianapolis, taking on the Colts. The Colts are one point or one and a half point favorites, and the over under line is fifty one and a half. Um, Robbie, how you it, feeling? This should be a good game. Probably one of the better games of the week if you're looking at it. Um, Colts, yeah, slight favorites at home, so you know this is. Vegas is expecting this to be have some back and forth action, um, and you know this Colts defense has just been playing really good. Um, while you know Packers offense has been really good, they they're gonna probably get Lazard back. He's expected to be activated. The Lazard King. So, um, are is uh, Jair Alexander and King supposed to be back? I, I think I so. Check I think so. Yeah. Um, that'd be that, that'd be a big, big boost. boost for them. Um, but you know, I, I can't get a great read for either of these teams lately. Uh, Colts, they've just been, they've been doing some good things. Uh, they've been mixing up their backfield a little bit. They're getting, uh, their rookie Michael Pittman back healthy. So, um, he's been a boost to this offense for sure. Um, I, I think the Colts are going to be able to pull this one off, but man, I just, I don't feel great about it. Um, I, I feel like the defense is going to give Packers offense a little bit of trouble here, but uh, I'd like to know what you think about this one. I, it's another tough one. Colts came coming off a you know really good win. Uh, Packers coming off a really bad win. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm going to lean a pack here. Uh, I'm, I'm actually with you know one point or one and a half point line. I'm going to take the Packers money line. Um, yeah, I just think yeah. I, it's hard because this Colts defense looks really good in some games, and in other games they, they look beatable. And yeah. when they look beatable, it's often through the air. Um, you know, Green Bay, I, they're MVS. Like now we get Ed Lazard, Tanya, and Adams. You know, people were really complaining going into this year about the Packers' weapons, and you know, with their running back core and what they got going now, I I think they're they're just fine. It's, and, you know, I think it's a little bit too much, too overpowering for a Colts offense who I, I definitely is not explosive. Michael Pittman, he has been helping. He's he's slowly trying to turn into that number one option for them. Philip Rivers, um, you know, maybe maybe they get it going through the air a little bit. But you know, I'm gonna lean on the I'm gonna lean on the fact that you know if if either of these two teams. Uh, you know, need a drive at the end or they're, they're back and forth. You know, the Packers are just so much more well off to score and score quickly where the Colts, you know, they're not scoring one, one minute drives. There's, you know, their touchdowns are on six, seven, five minute drives where they sort of, you know, grind you out. And, and uh, you know, I, I just think against Aaron Rodgers that, that, that path isn't, isn't, isn't going to lead to victory too often. So um, I'm going to take the Packers here and I'm taking money line and I'm pretty confident with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, Evan's with you on the Packers money line. Yeah, Evan is also in on the Packers money line. What do you think about that over-under? I was going to say it was a little bit too high. It seems a little high, but... I don't yeah, I don't know. I, I could see it. I could see either way, to be honest. Yeah. Okay, next up, we got the Dallas Cowboys going up to Minnesota. Taking on the Vikings. The Vikings are seven and a half point favorites. Then the over under line is forty eight and a half. Um, I'll start off this one. Uh, 
back on the wagon of the Cowboys. Oh, Gosh. no. Uh, you know, this I, I'm not confident with this one. I probably probably won't be betting this one. But, you know, my guess, the week, the bye week, um, another week of Andy Dalton sort of getting installed at the the, 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 um, the playbook and the, the system. I, You know, this defense is just too talented. These are two underwhelming talented teams i know vikings recently are getting it going um but you know i think seven and a half is just a little bit too much um dalvin cook you know this vikings offense did not look great on monday um you know i know they were going up against a really tough defense but um you sort of saw dalvin cook bottled up um you know the cowboys i know early on in the year they were letting up everybody and rush against them but they've been you know, they've been getting some pieces back on that D-line. Um, they're starting to shore up, at least against the run. They're still pretty bad against the pass. Um, but, you know, I, I just think the Cowboys are too talented. They're still in a playoff race <laughs> as much as the Vikings are, if not more. Um, you know, seven and a half points is a lot, and I'm not willing to lay it. So, again, yeah, give me the boys. Yeah, that's a lot of points um, to a Vikings team that, They've been hot lately, but I'm not totally convinced. I'm going to side with the Vikings here just because I, I think they can't ride that hot streak out. Um, and this Cowboys team, just that one game against Pittsburgh, I'm not sold by any means. Um, that that seems like it could have been just a fluke game um, just just by, um, you know, new quarterback. Uh, Steelers didn't know what to expect. Um, so... I'm not reading too much into that game. I, I think the Vikings could still hand it to them here. Uh, Dalvin Cook, they've they've just been feeding that man recently. And this Cowboys defense is not one that I would expect to hold uh, Dalvin Cook down like the Bears could. So I, I think it's just going to be a big Dalvin Cook game. They're going to just be able to run all over him and be able to increase that lead and milk the clock. But again, when you milk the clock, you know those points become, uh, you know it. It becomes more valuable. So, yeah, that's why this is a game that's a uh, I'm not going to touch. But yeah, I think a lot of people are <laughs> with this line. I think a lot of people are going to be in that boat. Um, Evan is on the Vikings, and he uh, he is not confident with that. Okay, next up we got the. Sunday night football game, uh, one I'm looking forward to. It is the Kansas City Chiefs going to Las Vegas and taking on the Raiders. Raiders. Uh, Raiders are getting six and a half points at home, and the over-under line is at 56 and a half. Um, I'll start this one off. Um, I like the Chiefs here. Um, you know, the Raiders got one on them in uh, in Kansas City. You know, they did the, did the victory lap. <laughs> Nipsey Hussle this victory lap. Uh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that was a good move to do that in the first matchup. Because um, you know they're the Chiefs are the defending champs. You know they they that was probably the one game this year that they looked like they were vulnerable. Um, you know I know John Gruden's a really good coach. He usually gets the guys turned up for you know the primetime games, but just with the amount of firepower. Um, the Chiefs have I just you know Derek Carr did it last time let's I my, my guess is that he doesn't do it again and you know the Chiefs this is the line too at six and a half you know I'm not worried about a backdoor cover uh in this scenario but um 
you know, with just how that last game played out, um, you know, I think Andy Reid's not going to let up. But interesting to see how you feel. Yeah, I'm kind of just thinking the Chiefs are going to want to shove it down the Raiders' throat in this game. I, I'm going to expect them to be a little, little pissed off about the victory lap from the last game between these two. And kind of with that over-under, too, just kind of what I said about the Cardinals-Seahawks game, the first matchup was over 70 points. So, you know, I'm going to take that under here. Um, it's actually funny. There's a very similar game back in 2018 when I was looking through it. Uh, the, where, well, this the first meeting between these two teams this year, uh, Kansas City, uh, or, well, the score, Score was 40 to 32, and in 2018, the first matchup between these two teams ended 40 to 33. The next game ended up being 35 to 3. So, um, Chiefs just rolling over them. So, I mean, is does that mean the Chiefs are going to roll over them this time? Eh, maybe not necessarily, but I do think it's going to be a lot lower scoring than this um, over under implies. Um, I, I love the under here. I love the Chiefs. I do think the Chiefs. Are them so um i love the chiefs six and a half to just blow them out here yeah the raiders are gonna need some raid of magic to i think pull off anything close to what they did um previously against the chiefs but it'll be a good good good, good sunday night game for sure yeah um, for sure yeah next up uh last and final game monday night football this is another good one we got the la rams going into tampa taking on tom and the bucks uh, the Bucks are three and a half point favorites. The over under line is forty eight and a half. Man, Robbie, I, I'm kind of excited to watch this game. This is this seems like it's going to be a very good matchup. The particularly what I'm going to be looking at is this Buccaneers uh, wideouts going against this Rams oh, secondary, yeah. who's just been amazing. Um, and see if man, all those weapons between Mike Evans, A. B. Chris Godwin, you know, you, this is going to be the big challenge for this Rams secondary. Um, this this is going to be fun to watch. And even on the other side of the ball, you know, the Rams offense is they're they're not too shabby either. And this Bucks defense is really good too. So I'm expecting a very good ball game here. Um, I think the Buccaneers have been playing a little better of late. So I th think them at home, um, I think they'll be able to cover three and a half, but. I mean, these are two close teams, um, if you ask me. So I, I'm not super confident in this one. Um, but, you know, I'm just going to probably be sitting back and just enjoying this one. Oh, yeah. This this one's going to be good. Uh, for me, I think this game is going to be won at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, this year especially, but, you know, throughout his, his tenure, you know, if you can pressure Tom up the middle – um, you got a chance, and you know Aaron Donald is the best interior pass rusher this this league has seen. Um, you know, I think I think he's a difference maker this game, and I think on the other side, you know, the Bucks Bucks D D line is playing great. Will they be able to stop this Rams offensive attack? And you know, I Whitworth being out, it could happen. Um, you know, I I sort of think this one's going to be a little bit lower scoring of a game than then this line applies. Um, it, I, I think it's going to be one of those games where, you know, you set up for field goals, field position game, really well coached on both sides. Um, 
yeah, I'm ex- I'm really excited to watch this one. These are two two teams of the class of the uh, NFC, and um, but if, I think I'm going to lean Rams here. Uh, I'm not going to take a money line, um, but I just think it's a good matchup for them. I they they got the weapons on the outside to stop the Bucks wideouts. I think Aaron Donald's going to make a difference up the middle. Um, you know, it, it seems like the the formula for success against the Bucks is you got to be able to stop the run, um, and I think the Rams can. As long as is if they can if they can avoid the turnovers on the offense side, I think they win this game. But it'll it'll be a good one to watch, um, for sure. For yeah, sure. this this should be a good defensive battle. But I, I completely agree with that. Evan is on the Rams, and he actually likes some money line. So uh, take that for what it is. And you know, I we kind of just missed it. Uh, we f- we forgot that uh, in the Chiefs Raiders game. Uh, well, Evan didn't have a lock of the week, but we decided to pick one for him. And since he loves the Chiefs, we're gonna lock that one in for him. Oh, Chiefs yeah. minus six and a half. It's a lock. No. You're welcome, Evan. <laughs> That'll hit. That'll hit. So yeah, let's uh let's recap our locks and then uh, we'll go through the the podcast parlay this week. Um, my lock is the. Nola Saints, uh, five and a half point favorites at home against the Falcons. Love that one. Robbie's lock is the early Thursday night game. Uh, the Cardinals Seahawks under fifty seven and a half. Um, I love that one too, especially with the the weather report, live weather report. <laughs> too high. Yeah, way too high. Um, and then Evans' lock we just mentioned Chiefs minus six and a half. Okay. Uh, last but not least, we have the podcast parlay. Like we said, uh, we took one, took an L last week, took one on the chin. Um, look at a bounce back here. We have the Bengals money line, uh, and a little juice. Um, we have the Chiefs minus six and a half. Feel great about that. And then to cap it off, we got the Browns minus three and a half against the Eagles. Going um, with Ohio this week. Oh yeah. Big Ohio, big Ohio week. All right. Uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us. Um, enjoy watching week 10. We'll be here next we week. We, we, we made it. We made it. We'll be here next week. Evan will be here next week. And we'll see you then. Take care, guys. <laughs>